Welcome to the Naples Community Church Podcast with Pastor Kurt Anderson. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you find this sermon inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective to see God moving in your life. We trust God has great things in store for you. Enjoy today's message. Our text this morning is from the 116th Psalm. This is a psalm in which the the writer cries out to God because he is so happy that he survived. And that is the story of so many of our veterans. So happy. Remember one time when Dad was over that threshold of 90 years old, he finally began to talk just a little tiny bit about his time in the Second World War. And he, he commented to me that he didn't know every single day whether or not he would make it through the day. But he was always so glad that he did. And I think that is the story that is replicated time and time again among our veterans who have served. Hear the word of God as it comes to us from the psalmist. I love the Lord because he hears my voice and my prayer for mercy. Because he bends down to listen. I will pray as long as I have breath. Death wrapped its ropes around me. The terrors of the grave overtook me. I saw only trouble and sorrow. Then I called out on the name of the Lord, please, Lord, save me. How kind the Lord is, how good he is. So merciful, this God of ours. The Lord protects those of childlike faith. I was facing death and he saved me. Let my soul be at rest again for the Lord has given good to me. He has saved me from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. So I walk in the Lord's presence as I live here on earth. I believed in you, so I said, I am deeply troubled, Lord. In my anxiety, I cried out to you, these people are all liars. What can I offer the Lord for all he has done for me? I will lift the cup of salvation and praise the Lord's name for saving me. I will keep my promises to the Lord in the presence of all his people. The Lord cares deeply when his loved ones die. O Lord, I am your servant. Yes, I am your servant born into your household. You have freed me from my chains. I will offer you a sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people, in the house of the Lord, in the heart of of Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. He wants to live. He just wants to live. He just wants to make it through. And that is the the heart cry of all of us when we find ourselves in a place of personal threat, when we can see the darkness pressing in, when we take a glimpse over the abyss, 
We just want to live. And in that place, we cry out in the most rudimentary form of faith, the most, most childlike form of faith. Lord, save me. Save me. And when we cry out, we do so knowing that there is one who saves. Knowing that there is one who is capable of, of seeing us through and making it happen. One who will hear our prayers, hear our cries, and draw us out. We all have friends, family members who have served in some manner or another. And even now we have of the 16 million service personnel of the Second World War, 16 million, less than 390,000 left and we're losing them at about 500 a day. And how very precious in the sight of the Lord are, are these people. I was at Skillets at a breakfast not too long ago and as I was leaving there was a man right in front of me with, with a walker <clears throat> And as I stepped out and to the side of him, I noticed he had one of those World War II veterans hats on. And I stopped and I asked him, well, sir, where did, where did you serve? He said, the Philippines. My mind flooded with what I understand happened at the Philippines. And the, the departure of MacArthur and MacArthur making the promise that he will return and, and yet the horrific treatment of those men. So as that was racing through my mind, I simply said to him, I appreciate, I couldn't say anymore. And he was walking to his car, he just waved up his arm and said, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Humility sweetness those who served I read recently of a man however who returned from Vietnam and on many occasions his life was under deep threat he lived in those awful bug infested jungles and he experienced some of the most horrific experiences that a human being can pass through when, when in warfare. But his time was done. And he was so relieved to come home. And he got off his flight in Seattle where he was met by some friends. And the cool air of Seattle felt so good after the jungle thick air of Vietnam. And his friend took him to a home, to his home, and there was a reception waiting for him. And over the, over the front porch, there was a sign that said, welcome home. When he walked in, no one greeted him. No one even looked at him. They kind of looked up and went, 
about their business. The story of our Vietnam veterans is a tragedy in our human history, in the history of our nation. The manner in which they were treated, the manner in which many of you who served may have been treated. When you didn't start the war, you didn't make the decisions, you just went to serve. And your life was on the line. And somehow, you were reviled when you returned. Just so wrong, so awful. And we have, we have days such as this to, to say we're sorry for that. We're, we, we were wrong. All you did was serve, and, and that's how we treated you? The World War II veterans came back and they received warm welcomes, but they didn't talk about it. They were not only the greatest generation, they were the quietest generation. So many families tried to get their dads, grandfathers to talk about what they'd gone through, and they won't do it. They just wanted to get home and start families and build a nation. And that's what they did. Likewise, our Korean veterans. And even today, those who started the fight in Afghanistan are now old enough to have children who can also fight in Afghanistan. One of the many forgotten wars that our nation has engaged in. And if we cut to the chase of all of this, what it really gets down to is human beings, individuals, persons who serve. And even if they're behind a typewriter in Kansas, they never know when the call might come through. And they were there. And in that sense, they were on the front line on our nation's behalf. And when I say our nation, I mean all that that represents with respect to the defense of freedom that is what this nation is all about. The defense of some of the core values of all men and women created equal in the eyes of God. Iwo Jima was one of the worst battles that our nation went through. And many of you know much more than I do. Many have had relatives who went through that. And when the fighting had come close to an end, when it was essentially established that the the island had been taken, the man who was the chief chaplain was arranging for burials of all of these heroes. The chaplain brought all of the chaplains together and he asked a rabbi to do the service. 
Well, some of the Protestant guys thought that was not right. Catholic guys didn't think it was right, so they protested. But So they ended up having three services, even though those three services were mixed. They had Jews and Christian, pardon me, and Protestants and Catholics, but they were still mixed. But they still had the rabbi do the service. And this is what he shared. Here lie men who loved America because their ancestors generations ago helped in her founding and other men who loved her with equal passion because they themselves or their own fathers escaped from oppression to her blessed shores. Here lie officers and men, Negroes and white, rich and poor together. Here are Protestants, Catholics, and Jews together. Here no man prefers another because of his faith or despises him because of his color. Here there are no quotas of how many from each group are admitted or allowed. Among these men, there is no discrimination, no prejudice, no hatred. Theirs is the highest and purest democracy. Whosoever of us lifts his hand in hate against a brother, or who thinks himself superior to those who happen to be in the minority, makes of this ceremony and of the bloody sacrifice that it commemorates an empty, hollow mockery. To this then, as our solemn duty, sacred duty, do we, the living now, dedicate ourselves to the right of Protestants, Catholics, and Jews, of white men and Negroes alike, to enjoy the democracy for which all of them have here paid the price. We here solemnly swear that this shall not be in vain. Out of this and from the suffering and sorrow of those who mourn, this will come. We promise the birth of a new freedom for the sons of men everywhere. The Second World War gave rise to the integration of the armed services. Soon after the war, everyone knew the name Jackie Robinson. War, athletics, perhaps more than any other setting, was the place where those racial divides were broken. And people were loved and appreciated for what they were able to offer, and they were not despised because of the color of skin. And this was all summed up on the steps of the Capitol when Martin Luther King declared not by the color of skin, but by the content of character. And for that unity, we can thank our veterans. We can thank those who fought. We can thank their humility for acknowledging that the heroes have been left behind. And we can thank them for the service that in no small manner was a service that replicated the service of Christ himself. For there is no greater love than one, one lays down one's life 
or one's friends. Will you bow with me in prayer? Heavenly Father, what on earth did we do to deserve our freedom? Your sacrifice and the sacrifice of those who wittingly or not have likewise sacrificed have paid the price into which we have entered. Lord, when called upon, may we stand. When called upon, may we demonstrate our deep love and appreciation for the gifts that you have so generously lavished upon us all. We pray in your name. Amen. Can you please stand for our closing hymn. You saw our veterans. Hug them. Thank them. And let all of us make sure that nobody gets out of here without having a love put on them before they go. Go in peace. Live by faith. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, the fellowship and communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all now and in the life everlasting. If you enjoyed today's podcast, there are a few things you can do. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. For more information, you can visit us online at www.naplescommunitychurch.org. If you happen to be visiting Naples, 
please drop in for our Sunday service at 10 a.m. We'd love to meet you. Thanks again for joining us. Have a fabulous day.